it real and raw with Patrick Tremont. Hi, everyone. Today, I have a great topic for all of you, and I know some of y'all can totally, totally understand this completely. It is being single and gay in today's society. How do you get out there and find that lifelong companion? Are you going to find them on one of those apps? Are you going to find them at the produce aisle? I mean, is all these things about finding the right person, is it really like a date movie? Is it really one of those dramedies or one of those comedies where you always find the right person at the right time and then it's happily ever after? I'm not sure about that anymore. And plus, you don't even have to be gay to even hear this. It's actually about everyone. But I do have a friend here. He is fabulous. He is just incomparable. And he is the icon, John Gray. He's here in the studio. Hi, John. Hi, Patrick. Okay. Now, what do you, how do you think about that introduction i called you an icon i am super stoked about that but i don't think i'm an icon <laughs> <laughs> well over here in my little world i do believe that you are an icon here and um i mean you have been around and you know a lot of people and of course you are fashionable and fabulous so there you go. Well, let's clarify what you mean by been around. Ah, yes, I know. Well, we, no, I don't mean like been around like that now, boo. I'm just saying, you know, no, because you're a clean and classy kind of guy. And that leads right into what I'm discussing. It's like, how does somebody as fabulous, you, fabulous as you are, but you are um, so awesome, so wonderful, and but yet you're single. And now we've talked about these things before because we have been a great friends, besties for a very long time. And I'm always curious, how does one find love when you're gay and you're single and in today's society? Now, I know you personally, and uh, you're not one of those guys that loves the apps and all that kind of craziness because, you know, nobody likes to get catfished and all this. But I want to know, coming from you, you know, when you are trying to find this lifelong partner and you've been on some dates before, but how does one find true love in today's society, especially being a gay man? Well, to answer that question, I don't have an answer because I have not found true love yet. But navigating the gay dating scene, mm -hmm. it is not easy. I can tell you that. And especially being in a long-term relationship for over 17 years, I didn't really have to experience a whole lot of the gay dating world. So it's been difficult being single the last three years. Yeah. Well, you know, and you've, well, you've kind of went out on a couple of dates, haven't you? Yes. So how was that like? You know, was it, did you have butterflies? Were you like, oh, I better get a Manny and a Petty? Did you, <laughs> did you get all... You know, like the, the, what is it, the first time dates of the jitterbugs? Did you get all those things? Well, of course, you get all the feels, you get all the butterflies, all the anticipation of meeting a new person. And it's all about how that first impression is going to go. So it's, it's kind of nerve wracking, yes. Mm hmm. So, how did, so what coming off of your last relationship, okay? So, and you go right into the dating scene, not immediately, but when you did, how were you able to find that particular person to date? To go on a date with or how did they find you 
Okay, so a friend of mine actually in conversation told me that he knew somebody that, you know, I could possibly be interested in. And he was just on a whim. He said, maybe you should just send him a message. Mm -hmm. And I took his advice. I did. I sent him a message. And immediately he responded, which I was totally surprised. We met and we formed a friendship. And eventually we started dating. See, now there you go. Now, see, to me, I feel like whenever you, whenever a friend or someone introduces you to someone else, I think that that's more of a of a better way. Usually, I ain't judging anybody out there that's listening. And however, you got your man or your woman or whatever, it's all good as long as y'all are all you know having a good time and in love. But, but sometimes, especially in the gay community, you don't want to do all kinds of crazy apps and all kinds of other stuff. You actually want to find love the best way that you possibly can. So, um, and then we all know that for some reason, I don't know why it is in our society or our culture that whenever you're gay or whatever, it seems to be, and I think it's a misconception in our world, that it's easier to find true love in the gay world because we're supposed to be what, what, what is it? More, not loose or whatever, but we're more free to be and we're more easier to get out there and having have adventures, right? And compared to like maybe the being straight. <clears throat> and I think that's a misconception in our gay world or in our world about gays when they sit there and think, oh, they can always find love or they can always do all these. They have, they have all these apps and all this other stuff, but straight people do too. But I think that really it's actually kind of hard to find a life partner, in my opinion, to have something solidified, you know, in the gay world. Do you feel that way? I do agree with that. Um, it's been hard for me, particularly because when you say that there is a in the gay world, it's a misconception that, you know, it's easy or that we are more free spirits or things like that. Mm-hmm. We're no different than a heterosexual person when it comes to dating and finding love. I mean, me, myself, I am old fashioned. I believe in the whole meeting somebody, dating them, getting to know them, forming a friendship right. and then building an actual relationship. So the apps for me personally haven't worked. And I'm not saying that they don't work for other people. They just haven't worked for me because in conversation with my friends and people who have given me dating advice, they say, well, John, you know, you have to open yourself up to these types of things. And, you know, when I'm in mid conversation with somebody, yes, I have dating profiles on apps and things like that. Right. But they just haven't worked for me as far as starting a conversation and five minutes into the conversation. They're yeah. doing other stuff. They're doing other stuff. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, nobody really wants that kind of, you know, uh, thing. I mean, maybe some people, maybe some people want to see all those crazy things pop up, and that's fine if you if that's you're free to be yourself. But, but not if you're really looking for someone past just you know a good time. You know, if you're really trying to find a life partner, it is kind of hard to kind of get out there in the single world. And um, and it's it's kind of hard to sit here and say that, you know, that this show is really about, you know, being heterosexual or homosexual or whatever in the dating world, because it should just be, a, you know, a unified kind of feeling that it is hard no matter what. But actually, I think that until you experience it, you don't really understand that it can be more difficult because it seems like. Nobody out there in the gay world really wants to find a long-term relationship anymore. That's how it feels. And 
And it seems like more heterosexual people want to have, you know, not all of them, but I would say the majority of them want to have those long-term relationships. It seems like that because anybody that I know, they're they're able to find the man or the woman or whatever and actually kind of move right on in. Well, now, there is a misconception, though, that most lesbians, the minute they start dating and they exchange numbers, they're they're pulling up the U-Haul, <laughs> you know, right? Have you ever heard that? I have heard so, that. Yeah, it's funny. But, I mean, you know, that's just what people always say. They're like, oh, my God, those lesbians, the minute they even bat an eye at each other, they got the U-Haul out and, you know, and then all this. But I tell you what, I feel that it is a little bit more difficult. Now, whenever you are sitting there and you're interested in someone, like, what are you totally, you know, I think a lot of people have a wish list. I think we've talked about this wish list, haven't we? we Recently. Have. It's like, what is my wish list? If I was in the dating world, which now I'm happily married and I'm not, but there was one time when I was single and I was dating, I had like this in my head, this wish list. And um, it's kind of like, I feel, and then this might spark up a little bit of conversation or maybe a little controversy, but I felt that my wish list, um, you know, was valid and had a very good point now you know my wish list did you feel that way about it or you think it's a little ridiculous um i think it's a little bit ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't feel like it's so much ridiculous but my wish list pertained to these are the top five things that i want and this is how i would approach usually on some of those dates of when i would sit there and I was kind of dating. I was like, you know, this is my kind of thing. This is these are my wish list. And should I go through my wish list, or should I keep the listeners away from that and then just let that be a big mystery? Why don't you indulge them? You, I think that uh, they would. Think, yes, I think that uh, they would enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> you just think it's ridiculous, but to me, it's not. I'm like, look, these are things that I want. But now, listen very carefully. My wish list pertains to, though, things that I would want in a partner that I'm seeking. Now, it's not just about me, me, me. It, I would also tell the person <clears throat> across from the table at, you know, at the restaurant, tell me what you would expect from me. It's a, a two-way street. I've always been very fair and very open, and I feel like it's, you know, fair game. So if I feel like I need or want these things in my life, looking for someone to spend my life with, then if they have some things about me or whatever their wish list is, that it's okay to have, correct? Correct. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Well, one one of I'm just gonna say this: going through all of my top five wish lists could be absolutely crazy. Unless I guess maybe the listeners would want to hear it. I don't know, but then then they might jump on the train with you and think it's just absolutely stupid. But I do feel like um, you know one of the things is is that you know I do want somebody that's going to. Um, you know, I, I want some cuddles and I want some love and I want attention and affection. That's one of my top things. I do want those things. It's a must and I must have. And I mean, who? but then again, that's 
I think everybody wants that, don't they? I think so. And I don't think that that part is ridiculous because <laughs> I agree with you on that. I have to give it to you. I'm the same way. You know, I want somebody that's going to be affectionate, that somebody somebody that doesn't mind sitting on the couch watching a movie and, you know, holding your hand or, you know, mm-hmm. just having a glance while the movie's going on, you know, just letting each other know that you care about them. As I said, I was old fashioned and, you know, I want that. Does it exist today? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But that's what I'm seeking. That's what I'm seeking. So, yeah, I don't think that that's a ridiculous <clears throat> point on your wish list. So I agree. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think everybody can un- understand that. Who doesn't want that? Now, my other one was, um, you know, I want sex. I want sex as much as I possibly can. I'm just a natural well, whore. And I don't <laughs> mind being one for the person I love. Correct? There's nothing wrong with that. If, There's if, nothing wrong no, with that. No, no. If, if you are in a committed relationship and you want to sit there and you just want to do all kinds of crazy, funky things, that's okay because you're with that partner and that's two consenting adults having a great time. Now, I have always felt and said at least minimum once a week. Now, I want it every day of the week if I could. Maybe Sunday's off. You know, I'll take Sunday off. Um, But I do like, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Why is that ridiculous on my wish list? No, I don't think it's ridiculous. I think it's actually kind of interesting and funny how you put it into a calendar situation like once a week (laughs) or off on Sunday. That's an interesting way to put it. But I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. No. I mean, well, you know, off on Sunday, it could be they can have Saturdays off and we can do it on Sunday. I don't really care what day of the week is. It's not that I'm actually putting a big X on the calendar, you know. Right. But I'm just saying I am a sexual beast and a being, and I want those kind of things, right? I mean, who doesn't? And when I listen to or talk to my other friends, and they're like, oh, I'm having sex. Like, uh, you know, we do it at least three times a week. I'm like, oh, my God. You know? Now, yes, I have it here and there and everywhere and whatever, and there's nothing wrong, but we're going back to my wish list when I was dating, correct? So, this is it. So, I was always like... Uh, I don't know what your libido is, but mine is on fire, and I need it at least once a week. <laughs> you know, you better be, there better be something wrong with you for you to not be able to do it, you know? And um, whatever. So that's it. Now, um, what was my other thing on wish list? Because, you know, oh, I do, I am sort of, which I'm not that much anymore, but I do believe in, you know, kind of like taking care of yourself. I think that you should be healthy as possible. Take care of yourself. I mean, if it's, you know, whatever it is, I don't care what size you are. I don't care whatever about you. What I do need from you, though, is to be as healthy as possible. Now, who does not want that? I don't think, I mean, that's not even, that's like a demand, almost. It's not a wish list. You know, like, you don't go into a relationship saying, oh, okay, you're on death's doorstep, let's date. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, that's true. So, but... And um, so what I'm saying is, is that, yes, that is part of the wish list, because I want to be able to sit there and say, look, you know, I want somebody to be healthy or whatever. Now, that's not a bad thing, right? Like, I I will take care of myself. I need you to be healthy. If I'm going to take care of if I'm going to be healthy and, you know, to be there for you, then I need you to do the same. So is that ridiculous? I don't think it's ridiculous. 
Three for three, my friends. Three for three. Uh Uh-huh. Now, okay, but before we continue with my other two, what is one thing about you on your wish list? If you were dating someone, what is that? Well, if I was dating someone, and I think the top of my wish list is, okay, let's break it down like this. For me, at my age, I'm 50. The party is pretty much over for me i'm not all about the going out the partying and all of that it's not about that for me and i would want in a partner somebody that was on the same wavelength as me as far as you know wanting to build a relationship wanting to build a friendship wanting to build together and move forward you know i'm more career oriented i need somebody that's you know understanding and they want to be goal oriented career oriented as well and it's because i'm older you know however you meet and find your soulmate that's great for you if you find that person Mm -hmm. but for me it's all about expectations and the big question that i always ask myself is do you lower your expectations to find someone to be with are you being fair to yourself are you being fair to that person so that's where i am well you know you know you bring up a very good point. Now, your point, like I was saying, is low. Do you lower your expectations? So, with that, do you, you? It is a good point. You lower your expectations. Do you lower your expectations to find love? Now, my opinion is no. I would never lower my expectations just to find love, just so I would, you know, be with someone or to be, you know, feel like I need to be in a, in a relationship. Because, I mean, then you're kind of doing yourself harm, and then you're kind of doing that person. You're not giving any justice to yourself or to that person. You're kind of enabling their behavior or what their lifestyle is or what's going on, and then yet you're not not living up to the expectations of what you feel you're entitled to. So for anybody to sit there and just jump into a relationship and say, you know, I'm going to get into this because I'm tired of being lonely. I'm tired of being single. I'm tired of not being loved or cared for. I want somebody I can do things with. I want somebody I can have dinner with or cook for. I want somebody I can fold their underwear, whatever, you know? And I think a lot of people nowadays really do sometimes get into rushed relationships. And I'll say this for the for the straight and the gay you know, communities in our world, our society, that people do rush into marriage. That's why divorce rate is so sky high, because it's so easy now to get a divorce. And people use every kind of excuse, you know, to get out of it. He ate all my crackers, whatever. I'm divorcing him. Nobody works on those relationships anymore. Nobody really stands the test of time and tried to work through the hurdles and the hiccups in marriage or long-term relationships or whatever, if they're married or not. Some people bail real quick and they don't really work through it, understand each other, communicate and respect. So they're easy now to get divorces. Now, we know that happens a lot in the heterosexual community, and they really do. And this is no shade on anybody, but y'all know it's true out there. You do do that because you're so used to having the privilege of getting married, divorced, married, divorced, whatever. Get whatever you can get out of it. Stay together six years, have a kid, whatever. Then you're moving on to the next person. It's just too easy. And then gays finally get the right to marry and then... 
So then everybody jumps on the bandwagon and does all that. And I think a lot of the people that I know personally really have stood the test of time. There have been some people that have divorced in the gay community that were married. But to me, I feel like not so much. It is They do do it. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying it's not as frequent than what everybody thought in the world. Oh my God, the divorce rate's going to be high because them gays are... In, in the bed one day and the U-Haul the next. and But that's not true. I think a lot of people, when you don't have the privilege for so long, that when you do finally get married, you do want to work on it because you want to prove yourself wrong. Or maybe you came from a divorced family or whatever, and you do want to stand the test of time. You do want to work on that relationship. You do want to do it to prove your, to yourself, your family, society, everybody wrong. And it ends up working out in your favor. I know a lot of gay couples that are still married and they're thriving. Now, I have to say, you never lower your expectations. And if I know you, because I know you, John, very, very well, and you are not a person that would ever do that. In fact, you're the kind of person that builds people up. You are a champion of people. You are a person. I mean, that's why I love you. You're absolutely fabulous. Okay. And you bring people up, you, you build them up, you support them. You're an advocate for so many people on so many levels. And that's why I think that when you do find the right person to come along, because you've not found the right person, you've had some of those people that were just, you know, what is it? What do you call it? You know, you just had some relationships that were just kind of like, you know, hey, you know, they're here and it's like a season, right. you know, and, um, and, 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 and they were not right for you. And um, because they just could not live up to your standards of who you feel that you and the way you need to be treated. And sometimes people drop the ball, which they have. And, um, and that's why you are looking for the right person that can come along and actually love on you and cradle you the way you need to be because you've been that person for the others. And so that's what's going to happen. And when that person comes now, first of all, they're going to get through me. <laughs> Because I'm going to be like, now, what's your name, Bob? Okay, Bob, look, now here's what we're going to do. So I don't know, poor Bob and Tom and whoever is going to be like, oh, shit. Oh, my God, I got I to get through the the friend, you know? <laughs> it, it, his circle of friends is going to be crazy because we're very protective of you, and we love you, and we adore you. And as as you do us, of course, right? Of course. So, you know, so whoever Bob and Tom are, I wish them luck. So if you're listening, Bob and Tom, or whoever, um, if you if you meet my fabulous friend and y'all start courting each other, you better be ready because you better bring your A game because you have a lot to live up to and you've got expectations that what not only <clears throat> make you know him happy, but it'll also bring you up to a level of love and loyalty. And if you've never experienced that and you want that in your life, then this is the man that is going to be there for you. So that's, a, oh God, I feel like I'm doing an infomercial. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Do, do I? Oh, I'm s- loving every second of it. Well, Keep I'm going. S- I know. I'm sitting here just going, oh, my God, I just sold my friend on TV. You know, like it's an infomercial. Just stand still, John. Be a mannequin. You know, I'm over here. Like, I feel like I'm selling selling you or something. I didn't mean it like that. But I do say that everything I say is absolutely true and word for word facts. So, yeah, um, you don't want any wannabes and wimps, right? No, no. of course not. You want a man. Of course. You want a man, yeah. Especially if he's, you know, absolutely fabulous in every kind of way. And I would definitely say in every inch of way. that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, you need that in your life. Now, what was that last thing? You told me you had to name my five things, though, right? Yes. Oh, my God. And we stopped at three. Oh, four was travel. I want to be able to see the world. I want to be able to travel. But my thing is not just about me being like, um, you know, trying to make it all about me or whatever, because I feel like it's part of him, too. And I'm sure I want to be with somebody that's adventurous. That's what I like. I want somebody that would be adventurous and travel and um, make history with. Let's make new memories is what I like to call it. So anytime I get to go anywhere, I don't care if it's just to the Dairy Queen. I'm going to make it an adventure, you know? So I think that's what I told the dates I was on. And they were just like, okay. You know, like (laughs) I was like, yeah, I need adventure. I need love and I need all these things. So if you can do these four things, then that's fine. And, um, but of course, who doesn't want to travel, right? Don't you love to travel? I absolutely love to travel. And the way you are breaking down your wish list, now that I'm listening to you, I actually have to digress and say, I guess it wasn't that ridiculous at all. Thank you. <laughs> See, I didn't think so. Look, look, everybody, if you listen, I know that that was a hard pill for him to swallow to admit that he's wrong but um i don't feel like my my wish list is absolutely horrible we'll go back through the top five but now the fifth and final one remember the wish list and see i think that these are wish list things that you should do yourself so next time you go on a date oh uh, what what's that guy's name serrano is that his name de brojanac de brojanac serrano serrano <laughs> Shit, I can never say that name. Well, I mean, I just need regular names, you know, like Bob and Tom. So, but how do you say his last name? Debarosianak? De I have De- no idea. I'm not going to butcher it. Okay. Well, what is it? Serrano? What is it? Serrano? Like a pepper. Serrano? Okay. Whatever. Y'all, do I need to be like that on your date? Do I need to have like a little microphone and sit at like five tables away and be like, okay, now say this. Right. You know, you need to work out and be in shape. You know what I mean? Do I need to say those kind of things? And you just do it. Oh, can you remember this? You can remember it. Um, Well, when that time comes, I'll make sure that it's written down. Well, you'll well, we'll just put it like on on your palm where they can't see it. Like you would. There you go. Make a cheat sheet. Like a cheat sheet, you know, or whatever. Anyway, this would be great. So, um, and what was my fifth and final thing? Um, Oh, look. And the fifth and final thing is. Um, you know, this is where it's probably a little bit of controversy behind it, right? I think the fifth and final thing is, which is absolutely true, and people are just not honest with their whole thing. It's almost as if it's a prenup. You know, my wish list could be considered like, if these things can't be met, then why on the fuck are we getting together, right? So, but look now, in fairness, they get to say the same thing to me. 
Correct. So Correct. it's not. Um, this is not one-sided. It's this not just, one-sided. It's not, and I don't mean it to be that way. It's not at all. But everybody should do this. I think everybody. I don't care who you are. But in the fifth and final thing is, um, you know, we both have to be motivated to take care of each other. Okay, so I don't care if it's if, if you're the breadwinner or or me or who does what or how this all turns out or if, you know, whatever. We both need to take care of each other in any kind of way. And that means emotionally, financially and spiritually. You know what I mean? We need to be there for each other. We need to be each other's champion, each other's advocate, each other's loyal best friend. We need that. And um, so. I always say, you know, look, you know, I don't, I'm kind of like more of a free spirit. And most of the people I would have dated and stuff, they were like, or be on dates with, they're like, got all these careers and all these things, you know, going on in their life. And me, yes, I've had my own stuff and I've done my own thing and that's fine. But some people like to be more of like, I don't know, like, um, what would you call it? I just don't mind if somebody comes into my life and is really a champion for us. You know what I mean? Like they, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but I'm a person that's very supportive of my spouse or the person I'm dating or whatever. I really am. I'm like, you know, the best words that ever came out of, you know, the mouth of my husband, he said, um, take care of me so I can take care of you. And that means that we just work together. So however that comes along, that's what I want. And that's what I've got. You know what I mean? So my fifth and final thing is whatever, wherever the chips may lie, you know, with your career or me and, and, you know, whatever I'm doing, whatever's going on, let's, you know, let's work together as a couple. Let's make it flow. Let's, let's have a good, happy, healthy, successful life together. And that's my you know, fifth and final, like on the wish list, you know? So, and whatever we decide together in our household is really about us, you know? So me and my husband, we decided on how our household runs, right? So we both, you know, agree to these things that what, it, what we're doing now and which benefits both of us. And it's great. It may not be for everyone, but you know, that's what we've decided on. And we knew this years ago that it would probably go into the direction that it is now. And I think that that's what people need. They need to solidify, okay, where they want to be. You got to stop thinking about, you know, Friday night in the bed. You know what I mean? Get past that date. There's nothing wrong with now, in my opinion, going on that first date, talking about what your wish list is. Yes, you can have pleasantries. You can do all this, but you know that you're going to be at there at the Olive Garden, five baskets of breadsticks in, and you're going to sit there and talk about these things eventually. Now, first of all, let me just say this, y'all. Olive Garden should not have to be your first date. If it is for y'all, then great, because sometimes they've got the, you know, the great Italian trio thing, whatever. Try that. But you know, let's go to somewhere great and a little bit snappy. I do suggest sushi because that's what we did. And trust me, if you can sit there and watch a man maneuver chopsticks really well, then you know you've got a winner. <laughs> right? That oh is God. a pretty unique quality. Well, you know, is it is it now to hold pieces, two pieces of wood in your palm, in your finger? Okay, that sounds weird. But... <laughs> No, but no, if you can sit there and really maneuver chopsticks and not be nervous and hold a great, uh, intelligent conversation, 
all the while eating sushi, then yeah, you're a keeper. So um, that's what we did. That was our first date. It was actually great. But um, anyway, no, there's nothing wrong with the wish list. Now that you've heard all five and you've known these five, do you now that you're thinking about it and we're having this convo, do you think that, that my wish list is ridiculous now? I don't think your wish list is ridiculous at all. And I give you a hard time because, you know, I love you. But um, no, it's not ridiculous at all. And I feed into a little bit of what you just said in your sushi analogy. Mm -hmm. You know, watching somebody navigate through something that we might think is difficult. But I think that's what we should tie our relationships into. It's about the two of you. It's about navigating through life together. I may navigate through life differently than you do. I may navigate through a situation differently than you do, but it only enhances the relationship because when I am unable to navigate a situation, you may be able to take over and navigate it better than I can. We are all unique individuals in our own way, but in a relationship, each partner needs to embrace the uniqueness of the other. If I say that, I'm going to break it down. Say, for instance, you know, we talk about my unique sense of fashion. You know, it's kind of out there and I got I kind of marched to the beat of my own drum. But that's who John is. Now, if John is in a relationship with somebody who is not as daring or do, doesn't take as many risks with fashions, that's not a bad thing. But John's partner should appreciate that John does take those risks. John mm -hmm. does. He has a unique sense of fashion. He has a unique sense of decorating. He has a unique sense of whatever it may be but it's all about a two-way street so what i meant by you know we all have to not lower our expectations i try i try to go by the statement that never lose you to please them it's very important for you to be true to yourself absolutely and also be true to your relationship and your partner but don't lose who you are in that process so yes i have navigated the single life a while no i don't like being single but when that time comes for me it has to be a person that's going to embrace my unique qualities my unique qualities in and for me as well i will need to embrace what's unique about them as well and it's it has to be that for me so yeah well my god I don't think there's nothing left to say. I think you just put it out on the floor, and I think people just need to sweep it up, right? <laughs> they need to go ahead and live up to that. What you just spoke was absolutely sincere and absolutely fabulous. So, And you're absolutely right. That's a lot of absolutes, but it's true. And um, so, no. And you're right, because you're, you're very unique in many ways, and which is so endearing and wonderful about you. Now, if somebody is out there and you're not as fashion conscious, that's okay, because you have a man here that's going to absolutely <laughs> bring you and, uh, and, and help you if you want. But if not, he's going to love you no matter what. Now, the thing is, is that, uh, no, I don't think there's nothing left to say. I think you just put it all out there. It was absolutely fabulous, my friend. I totally enjoyed this today, Patrick. I absolutely loved it. And so now, for all you listeners out there, you know, if you're in a relationship, embrace it, love it, work on it. It's healthy to not always be, you know, 100. It's okay to sit there and, and work through life and hurdles and hiccups because that's how you learn about each other. And 
every day you can learn something new about the relationship you're in or the marriage you're in. And there's no sense in running to, you know, whatever. You need to sit, you don't need to run away from anything. You need to sit there and work through it, and it just solidifies your relationship even more. Now, for all you single people out there, there's love. There is love, and a lot of people know that there's love out there, and sometimes they're just in a situation to where they're too shy or or just not brave enough to sit there and to reach out and find love the way that it should be. Sometimes they are more worried about um, you know, being rejected, and it's not necessarily the truth. If you don't put yourself out there and and find something or someone out there, then you're never going to find it. So if you don't take risk, sometimes it takes waiting for someone or waiting for the knight in shining armor, which I never could understand because I'm not into the Renaissance and the whole thing anyway. But I'm just saying, if you're waiting for that guy on a white horse, it's not going to happen. Sometimes you have to sit there and make it happen. And there's nothing wrong with that. It shows strong sense of self and character because you're ready to move forward. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. So seek and you shall find. Just make sure they've got chopsticks and they can use them. So, John, thank you so much for being here. You've been wonderful. Thank you very much. I totally enjoyed being on your podcast, finally. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you have decided to be here and to be a part of it. It's really made my day. And I think the topic was absolutely wonderful, right? Yes. I think yes. the listeners will definitely love it. I think so, too. I mean, what's not to like about it, right? What's so. not to like? Exactly. Thank you all for listening today. And uh, you've been listening to Real and Raw with Patrick Tremont. You can catch me on all social media platforms and all podcast platforms. So anywhere you want to hear um, my show, just you can ask Alexa. You can get on all the apps. You can do all those things. You will find me everywhere. So and make sure you like and share and subscribe Tell your friends about it. Get them to subscribe and share it and enjoy. Thank you so much. It's been Real and Raw with Patrick Tremont.